Sometimes. Yes. Always. Every time. Every time. Even if he seems like his lady's still on time. Yeah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, he's good to us, ain't he? He always shows up. I said he always shows up. Amen. I remember one time, and I'll say this and and uh, try to get to the preaching, but many years ago there was a certain situation happened in our family, my wife's family, and just a just a hard deal. And we needed God to move so much. And uh, we we were praying something had happened, and it was completely out of our hands, uh, out of anybody's hands, but God. And we were praying, and I, we'd not been married very long. I remember going out to the old house they lived in, going out beside it. There was a row of a, a walnut trees, and uh, on the back side of where the garden spot was, and I got out there, and I got to praying, and finally I just got down on my knees, and I was calling on the Lord. My wife was broken just a lot. And uh, I said, Lord, I, I don't know. I mean, it's been over a day now. Going on two days. We, we don't know where they are. What's going on? I said, uh, I just, I guess you're not going to move in this. Oh, Jesus. And I, I remember, I, I don't know that I actually said the words. I just, I, I guess, I just doubt that you're going to work in this. But it was, that was my mind, my mentality. And the Lord spoke to me. And I know, you know, you think, well, the Lord should have said, well, I'm done with you, fella. But he didn't. The Lord spoke to me and said, okay. Said, if you're going to doubt me, I want you to remember all the times that I have failed you and doubt me. Yeah, come on. And I got to going over my life. And he never failed me. That's right. That's right. Hallelujah. Said, he never failed me. And needless to say, it wasn't long till that little pity party became a praise session. Hallelujah. And I was worshiping God. I said, You are going to move. You are going to work. You are going to fix it. You are going to take care of it. And sure enough, before that day was over, amen, God had turned it all around. Amen. He is faithful, ain't he? Amen. He is faithful. I want to say how much we appreciate the privilege of being with you. It has been a tremendous honor and blessing to us. And we've thoroughly enjoyed ourselves. It uh, didn't last as long as it was intended. And now it's already gone. But it has been our privilege. And, and we appreciate the wonderful hospitality you've shown us, wonderful place to stay and uh, fellowship, friendship, all the all the meals that have been fixed and uh, and purchased, everything you've done for us, you're given. May God bless you, Amen. I appreciate the friendship of the people of God. Yes. Amen. I said I appreciate the friendship of the people of God. You may not think you need nobody, but one day down the road you're gonna need somebody. And if you let the devil, he'll, he'll make a recluse out of you. And he'll close you up. He'll bottle you up and, and make you feel like you're the only one left. Amen. But God's still got some children. God's still got some people. Amen. It's true blue. No phony, no fake. Real children of God. Come on here. And, uh, and, and if you'll let, you'll let God's people, they'll pull you right in. We came out of the Church of God about 23 years ago, and uh, and uh, even while we were still in the Church of God, uh, the independent, wholeness people were good to us. 
And I ain't got no bad stories to tell about how bad people's treated us. The devil's been bad to me. But he's been bad to everybody. Amen. But God's people's been good to us. And I certainly appreciate them. And we appreciate them. Being with you again, brother uh, brother Butler mentioned our meeting. We'd love for you to come, and uh, and and we'll do our best to to, uh, to to give you some southern hospitality. We are southern. We may be in North Alabama, but we are southerners. Yeah, I guarantee you. We eat taters. Yeah, we slice maters. Y'all understand that talk, don't you? Now we don't just do collard greens, we do turnip greens up our way. Yeah, we'll fix you some white beans and smoked hog jaw fried, cornbread. We might as well just go eat now, huh? Glory to God. Amen. We're getting carnal. Amen. No, we'd love to have you come. And we appreciate the butlers and several folks from the church have come many years. And, and it's always a delight to see them. Well, I, I'm trying to. Lay hold on it here. I'm a str- in a straight betwixt two. That's not my normal style. I, I usually just got one thing, and that's all I've got. But uh, I'd love to. <laughs> I don't know if I'm tough enough to do it anymore. Hallelujah. I used to say people ain't tough enough. But I don't know if I am. But uh, I, I'd like to preach to you and be a help to you. I asked the Lord. I said, Lord, if I'm going to go, I don't want to go preach just to preach. I enjoy preaching. Oh, yeah. That's what preachers do. I love to preach. Yeah. But I don't want to go preach just to preach. I want to go and be a blessing. I don't want to be a burden. I want to leave that people better than when I come. Encouraged and helped. And and, and I I want to do my best to do that tonight. Turn with me, if you will, to uh, to the book of 1 Samuel. The 30th chapter. (coughs) Amen. I'm still talking you testify tonight before we get started.
said, yeah. oh, God, I appreciate everything you've done here. And I was thinking about it now, the labors that you all have done for years, and I have really told people across the country about you going out and how you reach the lost souls. And really, you should have a mega church sitting right here. But I thought, you know what? They have sent souls all over that's doing the same thing. And I praise God for that. Yeah. Because Amen. in heaven, it's not going to really matter how many people we have in our no. church. We're in his kingdom. Yes. Yes. I appreciate every labor of love that you've had here. And I know God is yeah. saying, I appreciate it. Amen. 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 I don't want to ever get sidetracked building my kingdom. No. I'm working in His. She testified about the goodness of the Lord and God doing things for good. Preacher preached, that, preacher preached out of Genesis chapter 1 how God created things. And uh, He'd say it was good. It was good. It was good. It was very good. And he said, notice, he said, God, it, God's never finished until it's good. Right. And if it ain't good, he ain't done yet. For we know that all things work together for good to them. Stand with us, 1 Samuel chapter number chapter number 30. Just want to read a few verses of scripture preached to you. A little burden on my heart. Love to see us have an altar here tonight and see what the Lord would do for us. Verse number 1. And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag and smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire and had taken captive the, uh, the women captives that were therein. They slew not any, neither great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came into the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. You ever been there? Verse 4. Yes, Lifted up their voices and wept Amen. until they had no more power to weep. If the Lord help me, I, I want to preach a little message I've entitled The Spirit of Ziklag. Would you stretch your hand toward heaven? Ask the Lord to help us. Gracious Lord, we love you again. We're thankful for the privilege of being here in your house. Thank you for these good people. Thank you, Lord, above all, for the Spirit of God that is here. Lord, the liberty we have felt preaching this week, I'm trusting for that same liberty and anointing here tonight. I need you, Lord. Lord, I'm not an entertainer. I'm not seeking the applaud of men. I want to be a messenger and a mouthpiece of the Most High. I want to speak to the souls of your children. I pray, Lord, that you would anoint us with the power of the Spirit of God. Lord, that you would touch hearts and lives and move in this altar tonight. And in everything, may you receive all the glory and all the praise and all the honor. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Church said amen. God bless you. You can be seated. <coughs> Environment has a powerful influence. Your surroundings. What you're exposed to. So powerful that our society has adopted 
the phrase really they they this this com, there's a complete theory that we are products of our environment. That's right. The, what we're around, what we're filled with, becomes what we are. The thought is sensible enough. You become what you're surrounded by. Right. So the ideal is faith begets faith. Cheer begets cheer. But if it works in the positive, it also must work in the negative. And so fear would beget fear. Doubt would beget doubt. Discouragement would beget discouragement. Now the simple solution is we just remove ourselves from all negative influences. And oh, I wish we had a place like that. In fact, I'm not the first person that's ever wished that. Was it not Jeremiah that said, Oh, that I had a place in the wilderness for wayfaring men? He said, I'd like to go and be at rest. I'd like to get away from this people. They're treacherous people. But the fact is, we are in this world and we really can't get away from all the negative influences. Amen. We read in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 through 17, Wherefore come out from among them, be ye separate, saith the Lord, touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord. He told us the importance of not being yoked together with unbelievers, because what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, communion, with light and darkness, what concord hath Christ with Benal, or he that uh, believeth with an infidel. He was trying to warn us of the danger of evil influence. <laughs> Probably one of the most quoted verses around Remnant. Amen. I quote it quite often. Evil communication. Y'all going to preach with me tonight? Corrupts good matters. Hey man, if you listen to negative talk, if you listen to trash, come on here. Hey man, and that's anything that's not edifying is trash. It don't have to be foul language or, or, or something that's vulgar. Hey man, if it don't build you up and edify you, it's trash talk. Oh yeah. Hey man, it corrupts good manners. You listen to that, it works on you until it affects the way you act. It affects the way you think. Amen. But you know there, there is the power of God regardless of our surrounding to live right. In Philippians chapter 4 verse 22 Paul leaves a salutation, a greeting to all the saints that are in Caesar's household. <laughs> they weren't members of the great Amen church in Jerusalem. They didn't get to attend the local church there at Philippi. Amen. They lived in Caesar's household, probably slaves and servants. Amen. Though they were surrounded by the filth and the vileness of their generation. Amen. There was something inside of them that was greater than what was outside of them. And they were saved in Caesar's household. Glory. I love reading about Noah. Amen. <laughs> Found grace in the eyes of the Lord. He was perfect in his generation. 
We can live right in our generation. Come on now. And the determining factor, amen, on where we stand is whether or not the pressure is greater on the inside or the pressure is greater on the outside. Jesus told his disciples in John 17, verses 14 through 18. I'm not going to read it all, but he told them, you're in this world, but you're not of this world. Amen. You're surrounded by, I could have prayed that God would take you out of this world, but I didn't. I prayed. I prayed that he would keep you. Keep you from evil. Right. Amen. So we're going to face the pull, the pressure, the problems of this life. That's right. And if you're not careful, it'll get to you. That's right. It's what happened to David at Ziklag. I mean, I'm going to slow down and just preach to us here a little bit. Ziklag was David's home in exile. Yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't where he was from. No. But it was due to things that were going on in his life. That's where he had to be. Yeah. And there in Ziklag, he tried to set up home. His family was in Ziklag. The families of all those men that were loyal to David were there in Ziklag. And David's trying to reestablish the kingdom. He's trying to get some things fixed that's going wrong in, in the nation of Israel. But, but during that time, while he, him and the men are away, Ziklag is invaded by the Amalekites. And the Bible said they burned everything in that city with fire. From what I read, the Bible said they slew not any. But they took everybody away captive. The word smitten there literally means to beat down. To wound. Think about that. He came in and he beat everything down. And he left them wounded. He burned the city with fire. Literally destroyed all that they, they loved and looked to for existence. But he took nobody. He killed nobody. He took everybody captive. They became POWs, prisoners of war. Amen. I, I wrote this. I was praying about this message. Amen. They became hostages of hell. Right. Amen. Oh God. I want to preach on that a little bit here. They became hostages of hell. Amen. An attack of the enemy. He comes in and he beats folks down. Come on here. I pastored this July. I'll be 29 years we've been pastoring. And, uh, and I'll just tell you, there's been some times we've been invaded at Remnant. Yeah. Amen. There's been times the enemy slipped in when we really maybe should have been guarding a little better. And he worked havoc in our church. And things were destroyed and beaten down. Amen. He left it beat down. Yeah. I mean, we felt wounded. We felt hurt. We felt sore. Amen. We look across the congregation and we see the ashes of things that used to be a vital part of our church, but probably the greatest hurt. <laughs> and the greatest sorrow is when I'd look around the church and I'd say, yeah, right there's where Brother So and so used to sit. Right. Right over yonder is where. This family sat and their children were all. And over yonder is where. Huh? 
and they're all gone. They're, they're alive, but they're prisoners. POWs hell has them hostage. There would have been some comfort even in death. We've lost some people. Hey man, little diet down syndrome boy, we've talked about, Brother Butler has talked about. Hey man, we lost him back almost going on, going on 11 years ago. Man, it was a hurt to our church. Oh, yeah. Lost his precious mother about six years ago. Man, it was a wound yeah. to our church. Hey man, but we buried them as saints. And, and though we wept, we didn't weep like the world weeps. We know there's a resurrection coming. And uh, we're going to be with them again in the sweet by and by. Hey man, but there's been others that's went away. Hey man, though they were still alive. Hey man, they were dead in trespasses and sins. Hey man, and I wept over them. Hey man, tears that seemed like I could find no comfort or consolation because they were in the grips of the devil. The Hell had them captive. Be one thing to die in the faith. But it'd be another thing to be a slave of the devil. This spirit that got on David, the Bible said the people, he came, it was all destroyed. Sons, daughters, wives, everybody gone. Verse 4. And David and the people that were with him wept. They lifted up their voices and they wept until they had no more power to weep. The word ziklag. Hey man, I don't want to bore you tonight. I just feel a burden to preach this. The word ziklag, it means a measure pressed down. Pressed down. Huh? Amen. You, ever, you ever tried to fill something up and thought you had it filled up? I get Brother Rufus Caraway telling about his, his daddy was a truck farmer and uh, they used to have to push, uh, pick bushels of beans, green beans in those fields. And he said, we'd pick that basket of beans up and we thought it was filled. He said, till daddy come around. He said, and daddy got there. He grabbed them beans and he'd shake it. He'd pound it on the ground. He'd push and he'd shake it. He was paying them by the basket. Yeah. And uh, he worked until it didn't look like they had hardly anything left in that basket. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Hey, man, they put all that effort in it and still felt like they... Just about had to start all over. There was still so much labor that measure had been pressed down. It looked like it was almost full until the pressing down came. That's what ziklag means. It means something that's been pressed down. And they it made them weep. The word weep here is the Hebrew word baka. It means to bewail something, to make lamentation. It means to mourn over something. It don't mean just to cry a crocodile tear because you had a, heard a sad story. It don't mean a tear of frustration or disappointment. It means an unreconcilable, a hurt that cannot be healed and will not be comforted. Backer, backer, whip. They wept until there was no more power to weep. Verse six said, "And David was greatly distressed." Now you got to remember, 
David, he's done been anointed king. Yeah. David, he killed a lion. Yeah. And he killed a bear. Yeah. David, the singing shepherd yeah. of Israel. Yeah. David, the one that went out and fought against Goliath yeah. and was victorious. David, a man who had slain his tens of thousands, was not exempt from this pressing down and this pressure. Amen. He was distressed. It means to be vexed. It means to be at his wits end. Amen. Oh, I don't, I don't want to be too transparent here. Amen. But any time you carry a burden for people. Amen. Things you don't have any control over. Especially other people's choices and decisions. Amen. You reach that place of wits ends. Huh? Come on here, because you don't control other people. I know we act, you know, we act real big and bad. I tell you what I'd do if I that was my spouse. I you really can't. If that was my son and daughter, you can for a little while, but then you can't. If I was a pastor, I tell you, you really can't. Because people have choices. And people make decisions. And we're sometimes left with the repercussions of other people's bad choices and bad decisions. Come on here. Amen. I pastor children right now. Some of them are growing growing older. Amen. Getting on up in teenage years. And and God's helped some of them. Some of them are in trouble because mom and daddy made choices about the house of God and about serving God. Put them little homeless kids who never knew about the world and the things of the world were never exposed to the entertainment of the world in the situations that filled their hearts and minds and their fighting battles that were not theirs to fight. They're being tempted with things they shouldn't even know about. Amen. It's not their fault mama won't come to church. It's not their fault daddy won't go to the house of God. But they're left to suffer. Oh God. Distress. <coughs> this spirit of Ziklag gets in a church. Yeah. Amen. I had this last night to preach. Amen. Amen. That spirit gets in church and it begins to affect people. It may just be one family that's suffering, but everybody loves that family. Yeah. And their heart's tied to them. It's hurting them, so it's hurting us. Yeah. And it affects us. It may just be one family that, that made a, a bad choice and done something they shouldn't. But we all loved them. They were a part of us. And now we're all hurting. And now we're all suffering. Come on, church. Yeah. Amen. And if we're not careful, that spirit gets among us. And it begins to spread. Hey Amen. I'll I, I just tell you. Hey Amen. At times, Remnant has been known as a shouting church. And uh, we, we, get, we get noisy sometimes. Hey Amen. You could call us a noisy crew, I guess. Hey Amen. We got runners and dancers and shouters and screamers and squealers and hair slingers and pew runners. Oh, yeah. Hey Amen. It gets pretty exciting sometimes. Hey Amen. That spirit is contagious, seems like. Hey Amen. But it's not the only spirit that's contagious. Hey Amen. I've seen, I've seen a sorrowful spirit 
settle across our congregation until it felt like the heavens were brassed over us. Amen. We try to sing the songs of Zion. Amen. But our hearts felt like they were hung in the willow tree. Y'all preaching with me tonight. Amen. We'd say, let's, <laughs> let's lift our hands and worship God. And we'd say, praise God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. But it didn't feel like there was no liberty in it, no freedom in it. That spirit of zigzag, that spirit of bewailment, that spirit of distress, that spirit of trouble. We've had trouble going. Two or three people all in the church that even know what's going on. Nobody else knows nothing as far as the situation. But everybody knows. The spirit of Ziklag is working among us. We can feel it. Amen. I've had people call preacher. Amen. Had people talk to my wife, Sister Holcomb. What's wrong? Something don't feel right. Something, something feels like it's going wrong. Amen. It's that spirit of Ziklag. It silences our praise. It cools our fiery shouts. It hushes our hallelujahs. It dims our vision. It darkens our hopes. Amen. Zinclac. It's the place we all share our losses. Spurgeon said, God had only one son without sin. He had no sons without sorrow. Job said, for man that is born of woman is of a few days and full of trouble. Ziklag. That's that place we all understand. It's the place we share our losses. All the people that were with David had suffered loss. You know what the hardest thing, one of the hardest things to do when we're in a battle, when we're suffering, when we're in a trial, we feel like it's, it's everybody else. Don't understand what we're going through. That's right. But the Bible said, I don't want to offend you here, but the Bible said, we've not suffered anything other than that which is common unto man. Now, I know that, that almost hurts our feelings. Hey man, when you say, well, I'm, I, somebody, I, somebody else has been through what you're going through. Well, you say, well, I don't know anybody that's going through what I'm going through. Well, there's only 7 billion people in the world. And you may know a couple hundred of them. Come on here. Maybe a thousand or so. Amen. Paul said we've not suffered being tempted anything but that which is common. It is the, it is the universality of suffering and pain. Amen. David was not the only one that was weeping over a wife, bewailing over his babies. Amen. Every man in that city, amen, was wondering, amen, what's going on with my spouse tonight? Amen. Is she being hurt? Is she being mistreated? Is she being abused? Every one of them daddies was saying, oh, where's my babies at? Where's my little boy? What are they doing to my little girl? The feeling was mutual. It was, it was a hopelessness. Amen. And, uh, and all of a sudden, the Bible said, the people... Spake of stoning him. 
Here's what Ziklag does. I'm not going to preach much longer. I know what time it is. Here's what Ziklag does. We get hurt. We get wounded. We're broken. I wonder whose fault it is. Somebody's got to be to blame. Huh? Oh yeah. It's got to be somebody's fault. Come on now. Y'all with me? Amen. Here, here's what they did. And this is what happens in church most of the time. Amen. Things are going wrong. The city's been burned. The, the folks are gone. And, uh, and, and somebody says, I'll tell you whose fault it is. It's David's fault. The people spake of stone in him. It's David's fault. He's the man in charge. He's the one who told us, let's go over here. He's the one who's been calling the shots around here. So he is the one to blame. Come on here. When, when we get in a hurt, it's so easy. When we're suffering for the devil to make us turn on one another. Right. Come on. I know it's a bad illustration. But you know, I, I'm just I'm just who I am. I had this little Chihuahua dog. And uh, y'all understand why I'm saying Chihuahua, maybe I'm saying it right, I'm saying the Alabama style anyhow. Yeah. And uh and uh old Bo, he, he thought he was bad to the bone. We had him in a fenced-in backyard. Man, he he I've seen him putting a lot of guys back in the house. They'd come out, he'd he'd be on their heels nipping, put them right back in the house. But old Bo, he got out the fence one day. He wandered down the road where the big chow dog was. Bo didn't know he didn't weigh but five pounds. And that chow dog weighed 50 pounds. Bo didn't realize he's only about eight inches tall. And that big chow dog's, you know, two foot tall. Amen. So I, I didn't see it. I just saw the results of it. That big chow dog got a hold of him and, and slung him. When I found him, he was, he was nestled up in a little corner up against the house. He had a big hole in one side, a big rip down the other side. Man, he was torn to pieces. He, I, just, I mean, just no, no doubt in terrible pain. And I went down, you know, being I just a young boy. That was my dog. And I reached down, going to pick old Bo up and take care of him and love on him and get him some help. And I reached down to touch him. That's, he bit me. Yeah. Yeah. And I looked at him, I asked, I'll tell you what I did. I smacked him in the head. I said, now you listen here. I'm here to help you. And you come here and bite me. I didn't get you into this. But when people get hurt, I'm not calling nobody a chihuahua dog now. But when people get hurt, that's how they get toward folks. You can't, you can't say hello the right way. You can't hardly say we're glad to see you. Huh? Well, you mean glad to see me? You act like I don't even come all the time. Huh? We didn't mean that. Huh? Right. Uh, how you doing today? What do you mean how I'm doing today? How you expect me to be doing that? Yeah. Yeah. I know y'all don't know anybody like that. Well, there's some of them in our country. There's some of them folks like that up there. Glory to God. If they're if they're in trouble, you can't you can't make them feel good because they're so easily offended. They've been hurt. I'm not making light of your hurt. I'm not making light of your sorrow. I'm not making light of your loss. Amen. But you need to realize there's a spirit that's trying to get on you. And it's after your soul. It wants to destroy you. It wants to tear down your faith. It wants to separate you from the saints of God. That spirit of Ziklag trying to divide the church. Let's stone that preacher. 
because they're hurt. Hebrews 12 and 15. Lest a root of bitterness springing up trouble you and thereby many be defiled. Amen. Amen. So what does David do? I'm, I'm facing the close here. What does David do to combat the spirit of Ziklag? Amen. He does the same thing we have to do. In verse number 6, And David was greatly distressed for the people spake of stoning him because the souls of all the people were grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. There's only one way out of this. You got to get your eyes off them and you got to get your eyes back on him. Well, hallelujah. I said there's only one way out of this. We got to get our eyes off of them and we got to get them back on him. Hey, I pastored some folks. Man, they got up under my skin. Hey, man, they, I knew they was not happy. They was a fighting against me. And, uh, and I'd find myself, brother, every time I went to the pulpit, hey, man, uh, trying to help them. I thought I was trying to fix them, trying to change them. Hey, man, but I'm, I'm working on them all the time, and the flock's being starved. Yeah. Uh, hey, man, they're not getting no better. They're just getting more bitter. They're just getting harder. Come on here. That went on for a couple of months. Uh, I said, God, what's going on in the church? Uh, hey, man, we're not shouting. We're not worshiping anymore. And God smote my heart. Said, you've been trying to take care of that goat, and you're starving the sheep to death. So I come back to church, and I, I acted like they weren't even in the building. Yeah. I got my eyes off them and I got my eyes back on him and it didn't take but about a service until we had a Holy Ghost breakthrough I said till we had a Holy Ghost breakthrough Amen and that that old spirit of depression and oppression was lifted off of our church and God began to move again I said, let us encourage ourselves in the Lord. Psalm 42. Psalm 42, verse number 1. Bible said, as the heart painteth after the water brook, so painteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my meat day and night. While they con- <coughs> yeah. excuse me, continually say unto me, Where is thy God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me. For I had gone with the multitude. I had went to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise with the multitude that kept holy day. He said, that's what I should have been doing right there. Yeah. But instead, instead, I was letting that work on my heart and work on my mind. Amen. I'd come to, I'd come to church and they'd be singing good songs about loving God and all I could think of was how hard I was having it and how bad it was where I was living. Yeah. Yeah. I should have been with them. Yeah. 
that were going to the house of God would join praise. Why art thou cast down, O my soul, and why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God. Quit hoping in this old world. Quit hope. Quit hoping in things you can't control. Put your hope in Him. Hope thou in God. I love this next line. For I shall yet praise Him for the help of my, of His countenance. Amen. I may not be shouting today, but He ain't never left me pouting. He's always left me shouting. I'm going to get my eyes back on Him. I'm going to focus back on Him. I'm going to worship Him. I'm going to trust Him. Psalm 56. <laughs> Be merciful unto me, O God, for man would swallow me up. He fighting daily oppresseth me. Mine enemies would daily swallow me up, for they be many that fight against me. Oh, thou most high. You ever prayed them kind of prayers? Boy, I have. Yes. <laughs> what time? I am afraid. I will trust in thee. In God I will praise His word. In God have I put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Glory to God. Hey, you have somebody, the devil said, I tell you what they're going to do. They're going to tear you down. They're going to tell stuff on you. They're going to make everybody lose confidence in you. They're going to hurt you. They're going to wrong you. Amen. Well, all I know is I, it's like Jesus told Pilate, you can't do anything, but the Lord lets you do it. Amen. You, you don't have the power to do anything except God gives it to you. And if he lets you do it, it's for my good. Anyhow, I'm not going to worry about what flesh can do to me. Every day they wrestle my words. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They gather themselves together. They hide themselves. They mark my steps. When they wait for my soul, shall they escape in iniquity? In mine anger, cast down. In thine anger, cast down the people, O God. Tell, thou tellest my wonderings. Put thou my tears into a bottle. Are they not in the book? When I cried unto thee. Then shall my enemy turn back. This I know for God is for me. And if God be for us. I wish you believe what I was preaching tonight. If God be for us. Who can be against us? Again at Sunday school. Teacher asked that question. What's the Bible say about God being for us? And the little child spoke up and said. If God be for us. The devil's up against it. Yeah, that's right. Huh. Woo, hallelujah. If God be for us, then the devil's up against it. I'm about done here. Psalm 84, verse 5. Blessed be the man whose strength is in thee, in whose heart are the ways of them who passing through the valley of Baca, weeping, sorrow, Lamentation. Passing. Through. Through. Glory. Glory to God. I'm not going to build a house there. I'm not going to get my address changed to there. Come on here. I may be going through there. But that's exactly what I'm doing. Going through. But I love this though. Who passing through the valley of Baca. Make it a well. 
The rain also filleth the pools. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them of Zion, of them in Zion, appeareth before God. This was actually a place outside of Jerusalem, a dry place. They passed through a sorrowful place, and there was no water there. So what the travelers started doing was while they were there, they would dig. While they were there, they would dig and they would leave little pools. So when those times of refreshing came and rain showers come, they may not drink from that pool, but they knew some other pilgrim would be passing through and, and he, they left a pool behind. I may not, hey, come on here. I may not drink from the pool that I dig, but I've drunk from pools other people dug and I'd like to leave one for somebody else to let them know I've been there, but God come to me. I'm going to close here. I was going through several years ago now. I don't even know. Probably going on five years ago. Maybe longer than that. I never had been here. Dark place. Anxiety. I know we're not supposed to have that. We just shake it off and it's gone, you know. But it didn't work. I tried. One preacher told me, Brother, you can't do that. You got to pray. Thank you, brother. Yeah. I pray like I've never prayed in my life. My God. Yes. Man, I went through that months, year. Long time. God helped me. Yeah. I'd have I'd have some reprieve. I remember being praying one time and I was knelt down at the altar and Brother Gabbard, he came over to me and he knelt down in front of me and he said, uh, he said, All I can get is God said you can't heal. What you can't feel. God said you can't heal. What you can't feel. And sometimes. We suffer. For the cause. Of Christ. God's got a cause. A purpose. Yes. Sometimes he lets us suffer. Ooh, I feel hope now. Because he wants us to be effective in his cause. And it seems cruel, but he's trying to work his cause out. And we're willing to take up our cross and bear it and follow him. So we're willing to suffer things that we really may not need. But somebody needs you to know what they feel. Somebody needs somebody that understands their hurt. Somebody needs somebody to dig them a pool. Glory to God. Amen. Spurgeon said, with hearts of joy in serving my master, I I am happily familiar. But into the very depths of despair, such as inward sinking, as I cannot describe, I have likewise sunk. Yet I do know that my Redeemer lives, that the battle is sure, that victory is won. Hallelujah. Woo! Stand with me all over this house. Hallelujah. Habakkuk chapter number 3, verse 17. How do you deal with bad news, with a bad prospect? Amen. I've been turning that back open so I can read it here. Amen. What do you do? When the forecast is all gloom. Although the fig tree shall not blossom. 
Neither shall fruit be in the vine. The labor of the olive shall fail, and the field shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Yet, that means in spite of. Not because of. He's not happy about that stuff. But in spite of that, yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord is my strength. And He will make my feet like hinds feet. Hallelujah. He will make me to walk upon my high places. Have time to preach to somebody. Amen. God wants you to get up and walk out of that valley. Walk out of that spirit of Ziklag. Amen. God let you go through there for a purpose. But He never intended you to stay there. Amen. He wants you to rejoice in Him. He wants you to joy. He wants you to get your shout back. I said He wants you to get your shout back. He wants your voice back exalted here. Shake off. Shake off that spirit of Ziklag. Dear Lord, in the name of Jesus, I bring this congregation to your throne again. I've tried my best, Lord, to be a help, to preach my burden. And I know, Lord, there are people here that's facing stuff, going through things that's really hard. But God, would you help us not to let the devil steal our victory. Not to let him rob us of the promises of God. Not to let him to become so, make us so focused on what's going wrong that we forget God is still with us. And God is still working. And God is still moving. Lord, I pray right now. The Spirit of God. Would slide up under this people. And that you would lift them. Out of that. Out of that you would let them feel the lift of the Holy Ghost. Lord, as all that pain and hurt and sorrow and brokenness begins to shed off and garments of praise take its place and their hands, oh Lord, begin to worship and glorify you. And as we worship, you turn the battle and you turn the situation and you turn the circumstance and all of a sudden what was against us is now for us. And God's moving and God's working. And you're bringing out your divine will. I pray right now, Lord, you'd help somebody in this altar. In Jesus' name. She starts playing. Amen. I want to open this altar tonight. I know we all can come. Because we're all suffering something. Maybe there's some that feel, especially God spoke to you through the preaching tonight. You say, I don't want to stay here no more. I don't want to spend another night with this old spirit working on my mind, working on my heart. I want to get my focus back on Him. I want to encourage myself in the Lord. I want to break free from this. Is that you? I want you to step out right now in the name of Jesus. I want you to step out right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, there's others. 
There's others. Hallelujah. I feel like I've been pressed down, preacher. I feel like the weight of the world's been laid on me. And though I try to worship, it just seems overwhelming. Amen. That's zigzag. Amen. But God would like to lift that tonight. He'd like to lift it. Why don't you come in the name of Jesus? In the name of Jesus. I'll wait on just a minute more. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Come on. Come on right now. All right. Let's sing. Amen. Everybody that will. Somebody here needs an answer to the questions, the fears, and the lies. Somebody here is desperate for freedom from the past, the chains, and the lies. Feels like you've wasted so much time. You want to move ahead, but you're still lasting. Feels like you're running and you will never
somebody here needs a healing in their body, soul, and mind. Somebody here is asking, what is God's will for I don't 